there, Dave here, along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. We are doing these live shows daily now. So good to see you all with us. You never know when we're gonna be on, so you make sure you subscribe. Make sure you let the algorithm know when we're on. Smash the thumbs up so that other people can find us. All those good things. We got the live chat going. Uh, today, investment ideas ripped from the headlines. There's still some time left in the trading day, so uh, let's jump right in. I have a bunch of headlines, but I want to start, I saw I saw in the chat before we got on, people are saying, oh, they're going on live late so Chris can get all of his trades in before the uh, market closes. Chris, high conviction trades in the next 15 minutes before the market closes. High conviction? Get out of here, <laughs> dude. You know, high conviction trades don't grow on trees, Dave. You know that. Oh, I know. This is, this is, this is, look, do I have trades that I'm making? Not for other people to make that yes i'll tell you what i'm doing i need dude. to know what you did because i haven't i haven't made my trades okay well um and you know my risk tolerance <laughs> um i was so close to being having seven figures of crocs that i bought another five thousand shares to put me over the edge so now i am definitely deep seven figures into crocs right now why why That's... because you know what i do every day of my life i'm on twitter about three four hours a day all I'm doing is searching tags, word combinations, right? Just word combination after word combination. I'm looking at what's selling out. I'm looking at what people are talking about. I'm looking at what's trending, uh, right? I'm looking at what people are obsessed with. And man, Crocs, Crocs, Crocs. It's hot, dude. It's so hot. And I know, like, I know they're at trading at pretty much all-time highs. I get it. I don't care. More Crocs is what I'm buying. By the way, let's just tell people right now, Dude, we're not finan we're not advisors. Don't do what we do because your risk tolerance is not very different from the NARS, very different from mine. I don't know what it That's is. I don't sure. know what your financial obje objectives are. This is for you to learn about how we think, how we research, and how we then trade off of our research. So I bought more Crocs, Dave. What Jordan and Dave, what did I tell you last week that I was starting to like layer into? And every single day between now and November 3rd, I'm gonna go in heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier every single day. As long as the polls continue to move one direction and they continue to move into Biden's direction, there's like it or not, I don't- You have so many different things. Are you talking about your ammo? Yeah, your number one is tan. Well, no, I, I did buy more tan, but I, I started to layer in other areas like cannabis, okay? So like that's an area that I've been adding uh, Curuleaf, uh, okay, um, I, a couple others as well in the space, uh, T-C-N-N-F, I believe that's one of those plays. Um, so I'm just continuing to layer in uh, to those trades. Um, also, I have a big trade that we, I don't think I want to talk about because I know it's going to be the feature of an episode that we're going to do on Thursday. So let's keep that one kind of secret. Cause I, guys, we have a community surfaced trade. Okay. And this community surface trade, the dumb money community that we love so much, um, they surface all kinds of trades. They surfaced one for us last week that we did a lot of research on related to pregnant, a pregnancy boom that ultimately we don't think actually happened, but we still like the trade in, uh, What's the name of the baby company? Uh, Carter's. Carter's. Um, well, there's another trade that they've brought my attention. There's a few different ones they brought my attention to. And one of them, I don't know if we're too late. I've been studying them all summer and I just never pulled the trigger. And I kind of just pulled the trigger on them, even though I think 
We're maybe at the tail end, but we'll talk about it in length on Thursday's episode. So make sure that if you haven't already uh, hit that, uh, not alert, the, what, what's the subscribe. button, Dave? Subscribe with subscribe. the bell. The notification the bell. The bell. <laughs> this is what happens when you're, my mind is actually melting because I have been basically interpreting social conversations on Twitter and Instagram and Reddit for the last, I don't know, 96 hours straight, and my mind is melting. So I, I apologize if I'm not smooth today. I also, if you want to know what else I got, Dave, uh, real quick. Yes. I also bought, I layered more into my ammo stocks, okay? Even though they're down today. Yeah. I don't care that they're down. It's You know why I don't care? Because in addition to the Biden uh, trend, I'm also now starting to realize that the hunting trend, by the way, I don't really, I'm not really that into guns and I'm definitely not into hunting. I do not hunt. But the bottom line is you can't debate it. If you look at your hunting tags, guys, look at Google searches on hunting, G trends for everything hunting related. You will see that in the last few weeks, we are ticking over and above 2017, 18, and 19. So on top of people wanting to buy ammo for the next civil war or something, on top of that, they need more ammo for hunting. So I bought another 5,000 shares of Vista Outdoors, VSTO. Now, you wanna know how much I have Vista Outdoors right now? I have 110,000 shares of Vista Outdoors. And I also bought, bought more CL. AR. Um, that's a kind of a, a slightly lesser known, uh, lesser known company that's involved in a few different things. One of them is Ammo. I should be able to pronounce the name of the company. But sorry, guys, I'm going to pull them up here. So CLAR is Claris Corporation, and they've made a huge move. Man, they're they're like, wow. They basically doubled here in the last five months. But yeah, Claris Corporation. They are also an ammo company. And guys. I don't care. I'm going in deeper on this trade. So I'm going in deeper. Uh, I'm not on in both. any of the ammo trades right now. I've, I've kind of regretted not being in Vista Outdoors for all of this time. Today being a down day when everything's up, this this is my buying opportunity. And that was actually one of my news headlines, the, the FBI spending uh, months uh, tracking down that kidnapping Michigan governor story. That that craziness that is a crazy story by by the way oh my goodness can you even believe that that happened in real life i cannot believe that happened it, it seemed like if it was pitched in a movie the producers would laugh the writer out of the room and say nope we're yeah. we're not going to make that movie can i can i ask you a quick question like i have been you know i'm how crazy i am i'm just like laser focused i see a news story if i can't quickly associate that news story to a possible trade I don't read it. So like that's how insane I am right now. So I saw the headline and I didn't even read it. Like what happened? I don't even I don't even know. Could you believe, I don't even know. I saw someone about Can you tell me really quick what happened? Let me see if I can summarize. Jordan, you may have better information, but basically this group of uh this kind of armed militia, the same or or some uh, overlapping people with people who had stormed a government building in Michigan at some point were planning to kidnap the governor. And their plan was to, they actually staked out her vacation home or something like that. And um, they had this this plan that they were going to like kidnap her and try her Why? for her crimes against uh, humanity or something. 
I'm not sure exactly what the what their uh, rationale was, but this this is See, basically this is a movie. That's a movie. It's a version of like you know, it's it's the beginning of what could turn into like radical groups doing radical things. Uh, the FBI, I believe, called it domestic terrorism, that sort of thing. I don't know the the whole story. I just know that they uh, the FBI was was in on it. They knew what was going on. They had infiltrated the uh, the whole story. Oh, by the way, this is that. By the way, that's why I'm not in politics. Um, before I, I do, I do think, guys, there is another, uh, there is another trade I made, and I have no idea why I made it. It's probably the dumbest trade I've ever made in my life. Um, it's like this binary trade on workhorse, right? I know people are talking about workhorse yeah. in the comments. So can I just tell you guys this workhorse, which. I don't know. You could make a case that it is so ridiculously overvalued. It's absolutely insane. It's insanity how overvalued potentially Workhorse is. But as you know, Workhorse is uh, basically an EV company that they have this. They make EV vans and stuff like that. So they kind of have a few really small deals with like UPS and a couple other like companies like that. So overvalued right now, unless you think that this thing is going to completely fly. But tomorrow, evidently, tomorrow, the U.S. Postal Service is supposed to announce like who they're giving an $8 billion order for EV postal trucks to. And like the rumors flying around is that Workhorse is going to get it. The problem is, I think yeah. Workhorse... I already said that they're not like a lead candidate. Like they're they're gonna like a product supplier. Like they'll do the drivetrain, some other things. But there's another company they're partnering with. I don't I don't know, guys. What makes this story so interesting is that the workhorse CEO has like major ties to the Trump administration, and then as you know, the U.S. Postal Office General or whatever they call that Postmaster guy, Postmaster General, like Postmaster General. Yeah. He's donated like $800,000 to the Trump administration. So there's like this triangle here, kind of like Kodak. Remember the Kodak deal? Mm -hmm. Except this one, unlike Kodak, would be more legit. I think more legit than Kodak, right? So I doubled down on my workhorse position. I don't even know. At a moment of insanity on Friday, I think it might have been the dumbest thing I've ever done. I did not do enough research into this. To make I thought we looked at decision. these and we liked um, Plug Power of the two better. Um, because remember, Plug Power actually had like a working um, a trial with FedEx like somewhere in the Northeast. Yeah, but yeah, Jordan, I don't think I like the workhorse. Like, I think it's ridiculous. Like, I don't even know why I'm in workhorse right now. Because if right. you do enough work on it, uh, it doesn't. it seems like it's just insanely overvalued for what they're producing. Not as bad as Nikola. Don't get me wrong. Not as bad as Nikola because it's like a couple billion dollar company. But, but you're but saying it's still, one of those kind like, of the story is better than the company, but you're getting behind it anyway and buying the stock because you think that story is going to pay off long before they actually ever sell I think anything. I should I think I should sell I think I should sell what I bought on Friday right now because I think I'm being I think it's just a stupid move on my part. Um I, I think you get to a certain point where you're doing so well and my account is just doing so obscenely well that you start making stupid decisions. And so I'm going to unravel that one right now. I'm going to keep my core. 
position in workhorse. I've, not- okay? I've noticed that about you, Just though. Going- you, you get, like, really aggressive once you have way more money than you need. It's like, oh, no, I can just now play with some of this money. So that's why I, that I've i pulled back and have mistake. not been making as many trades because I know that your mindset is just, I'm going all in. I'm playing it a little more conservative. Well, Dave, I mean, I, I'm telling you, that was a bad decision on my part, and I don't want to hold this thing into tomorrow now. I'm going to sell what I bought. So, uh, Although I am know. buying some Vista Outdoors right now just because uh, I meant to do it earlier and never did. Let's see. Oh, it's like down 3.73% right now. Let's buy some. It's like $20.50 or so. I mean, it's a, you know. I'm not going in crazy. I'm going to buy a uh, 5,000 shares, so $100,000 worth. Um, nice. Welcome to the Vista world, Dave. You're about nine points too I late, know. but that's okay. Better late than never. <laughs> I picked a down day. I mean, I got in, yeah. I picked a red I got day. in at 17, so not as good as Chris, but... Uh... Uh, that's okay, Jordan. Yeah. All right, so... That okay, so that's that's my uh, initial headlines. Now, the hurricane, hurricane named Delta because they ran out of uh, letters in the alphabet, and now they're using Greeks. Uh, Four hundred and fifty thousand homes and businesses in Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi, and Florida without power through Sunday afternoon. Uh, I saw that they are saying that it's now been. Uh, downgraded to a post-tropical cyclone, but they're still expecting a lot of rain in Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. Um, the Generac was my initial go-to. Generac, floor and decor, your propane trade. Those are my kind of like storm trades. But the weather service is now saying it's kind of the end of storm season. We're getting a cold front. It's going to decrease the chance of future Hurricanes, we've already we knew we were at the end of it, so I'm actually not going into any of the typical hurricane trades that that you might play when you see an area that is that is without power, that is devastated. Um, I'm I'm just like it's kind of that story is over, and I feel like that news has already made it into those stocks. What do you think? Well, you're right, Dave. You're right until blizzard season hits, uh, <laughs> but but that that's a that's a few months down the road. Um, Here's the thing. I am not going to sell my Generac uh, because I just think that is that's a storyline that kind of goes through the winter, um, continues to get stronger here um, in terms of that Generac business. I'm going to keep an eye on Generac demand. I'm going to keep an eye on supply, on sellouts. And if I think things start to loosen up at the data starts to kind of pull back, I might take some profits in Generac because I do have a lot of it. But right now, I'm not really messing around too much. I think the hurricane season, you're right. It's mo- It's technically still goes, Dave, just so you know, for another like eight or nine weeks, seven weeks. But it's pretty much done, I think, with, with a cool front coming in. Uh, I think it would be an anomaly for us to have a really big one coming in now. So no, no tra- any trades you're making, Jordan, on the uh, – on the Louisiana deal. Jordan. Hello. You're muted, buddy. You're muted. I don't have control over your (laughs) mic. (laughs) Yeah. I think I've got, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not trading it. I've got like some Home Depot and stuff that, you know, maybe that'll catch some of it. You're keeping that stuff then? You're just going to keep your Home Depot? Yeah. 
Yeah, like I would not, Dave. I wouldn't do like a floor and decor and all that. So, like we've had no, we've had some a bunch of hurricanes, but the truth is, we've had nothing insane, like nothing major, like we've had in years past, where we used to invest in you know floor and decor and we were playing insurance companies. Like that just hasn't happened this summer. But what has happened is just persistent. There's my persistent electric outages, right, guys? And I think when you look at those electric outages, I think that just persistent demand, yes, for propane, you know, we're in the propane stocks, UGI, um, Suburban Propane Partners as well, and we're in Generac. Like, I think that is just persistent, and I think we're going to continue to see that run going right into the winter season. So I'm staying in those trades. I see uh, Furples, Apples, is asking about uh, our thoughts and trades on the Apple event. Apple on fire today stock is going crazy we are going to be live streaming the announcement so make sure you join us for that we're assuming they announce an iphone 12 and assuming the stock is trading up during this event we're going to give one away so uh make sure you go to our twitter hey. account to uh, find out how to do that do you have thoughts on the on the stock i'm a st apple's always been one of my biggest holdings i'm at i'm not selling the the you know selling the news or or buying the into the event and selling on the event I'm, I'm going to continue to hold apple but i might consider buying more during the show tomorrow if i see something in the announcement that was unexpected and i feel like i know absolutely everything that is expected dave i i have not researched this event as much as you have but i've done my work and i feel like i have a pretty good grasp of what's coming tomorrow and i think more than what's going to be announced. I think I have a pretty good grasp on what the world knows is going to happen tomorrow. So I don't necessarily see a lot of room for surprises. Yeah. But if there is a surprise tomorrow, I would consider upping my Apple stake absolutely during the show tomorrow, but I'm not doing it yet. I'm going to wait to the show, see if they announce it. I think when we start tomorrow's show, Dave, here's, let's go over here's, everything here's the beginning we think of, is yeah, going to happen. Of my research, this is like, this is article after article of me hide, highlighting various things. Um, I, oh, by the way, there, there's a website out there with pictures of the 12 in their case. You can, you can, pre, you can buy cases from this company that jumped the gun and showed the whole thing. They always do that. We need to remind everyone right this second, in addition to please giving us a thumbs up on this episode, we really, really need that for the YouTube algorithm, guys. Thank you so much if you're watching on YouTube. Remind us on YouTube, uh, not on YouTube, on Twitter, we are giving away an iPhone 12 tomorrow as long as Apple stock goes up one penny or more during the Apple event tomorrow. We are going to give away an iPhone 12 to one member of our community and all you have to do right now right this second you have to go to the dumb money tv twitter account and you need to retweet our content is, oh, I'm like retweet our giveaway retweet tweet, this right? tweet that you see on the screen right here there's yes. only 755 yeah. retweets so far so that seems to me like a pretty good chance because we're going to pick one at random right so dude that is so insane to me. One in 755 chance of getting an iPhone 12. Like, that's got to be the best odds that anyone has ever had giving away an iPhone 12. So, I just retweeted like, it. Like, go on there. Please retweet it, guys. And just if I, share if it. If I with win, I'm going to give it to right? someone else, though. Trust me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I don't have any way to exclude myself from the randomizer. So, uh, I will. 
I will exclude myself as well if I win it. <laughs> now, but guys, you we did this with Peloton, right? Yes. And who, Dave? Who's the guy that won the Peloton? Uh, Day who's, Trader who's, Dad his was his uh, Twitter name, and we'll we'll show we'll show. I think he sent some pictures through Twitter. We'll we'll show that tomorrow during the show when we're talking about once we pick the winner for Apple, we'll show you who won the Peloton. Hopefully, well, by the way, Dave, if Apple's down, we're not giving away an iPhone 12. We're not going to do it. Really? It has to be up one penny or more. <laughs> one penny or more, Apple stock. Yes. I'm sticking and, and, to that and rule. The, the way we're going to do it is we'll, we'll kind of remember what the price was when they started the event. And at the end of the event, is it a penny higher or a penny lower? Right? Well, well not the end of the event. At the point where we're going to give it away. Oh, we will give it away. We're going to give it away at the okay, end because so we can't yeah. interrupt the event. Yeah. So once the event's over, right, we'll right, see right. where the stock is. And hopefully it will be slightly higher to extremely higher. Which, by the way, I told you on the, uh, I think, was did I tell you on Friday that I made a little move in my retirement accounts and put all of my retirement savings in the TQQQ triple leveraged ETF yes. for the uh, <gasps> NASDAQ 100? Oh, my entire claiming? My, my entire claiming? portfolio, or my entire retirement account is up like, 12% today. Oh, that makes me so happy. That makes me, <laughs> me so too. happy. That's awesome. That is great. I did not, I wish I would have kept those SPY, that crazy SPY position I had, Dave, on Friday. Yep. So here's the thing. I, even though I didn't keep it, I am, as of right this second, should we have a Chris Camillo margin update for everybody? Oh, please do. <laughs> I need to know. Inquiring minds want okay, to know. So my margin balance as of this moment is I am borrowing $8.44 million from Ameritrade. And I did have a conversation with my Ameritrade rep today. Uh -huh. I wanted to confirm what my uh, margin rates were. I'm not going to discuss them on the air because I feel like if they're doing something special for me, because I did hard negotiate them a while back. And I don't want like a thousand people going, I heard you're giving Chris Camillo this crazy margin rate, but it is an awesome margin rate. It's an rate. awesome margin rate, so, but it's not uh, as good as you can get from some places. They were not willing to go as low as uh, Interactive Brokers published rate for the amount that you borrow. And their, and their rate, yeah, and it's they, they talk about it going down to like 0.6% or something, but that's only if you borrow $10 million or some it just insane. Yeah, and, and by the way, it's not that low. It's not that low. Um, and, it, and it's only because I have a huge amount on margin, right? Like if I was borrowing 5K, they wouldn't, it, the rate's not that great. Exactly. Um, but that's good. I'm, pl I'm anyway. proud of you. I, I did not negotiate any special rates with uh, Schwab and uh, I basically don't stay on margin very long at all. So that's easy to uh, but, manage. But hard to negotiate. But I'm super upset because my account is not up as much as I'd like it to be up today. And it's up 445000 but that's not that much considering how much the NASDAQ's up. And you know why? Because of Vista Outdoors got crushed today. And, you know, Shopify's down. Oh, TAN. I got a bunch of TAN and that got crushed. I have a lot of TAN. GAN, like GAN and TAN both down today. GAN's down too. It's just uh, Square's down a tiny bit. Um, uh, I, you know, Dave, I bought that match.com because you inspired me. So that's down a little bit. My plugs down a little bit. Um, my Avis is down a little bit. Uh, Helion, that crazy company that our community talked me into is down a little bit. Even our, even our Royal Caribbean is down a little bit today. So it's not everything that's up, uh, today. We're getting, we're getting hurt here and there. 
Anyway. Can we talk about uh, the president uh, no longer having COVID, according to himself, uh, his doctors refusing to say whether or not he's tested negative, but uh, he's no longer in isolation. He's uh, no longer considered a transmis- transmission risk to others, according to his doctor. And on Saturday, he held that campaign rally in the uh, front lawn of the White House, and he's been pumping Regeneron on Twitter through his videos his video where he constantly says Regeneron, it helped him, it cured him, and some other drugs, but mainly Regeneron is the one. You bought Regeneron. I'm out. I, I sold out on Friday. I sold out. I don't think I have any Regeneron anymore. Um, and you know why? I just felt that we had reached a point. I didn't make money. I made a little bit of money on it, but I didn't make much. I made, it, was, it was like a very small amount of money. We were at a point of information parity on Regeneron. When the president repeats Regeneron like a hundred times and it's all over the news, at that point, if that ain't information parity, I don't know what it is. I kept waiting for some late night talk show to take that clip and turn it into a drug commercial where they have like side effects may include drowsiness and headaches and getting on the front lawn and talking about things. Uh. My wife just came in the room and is making fun of me because she heard me say the you say the word ain't. Did I say ain't? If that ain't, (laughs) (laughs) that's great. You you fixing to wrap up this call soon? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's great. So, for people who don't know, the room that you do these from, you used to do it from your media room where you could close the doors, but uh, (laughs) you kept getting interrupted because you were too loud. Now you do it upstairs in the entryway to your master bedroom, but it's a pass-through room so that if she needs to get into the bedroom, she has to walk (laughs) through the set that you've set up for yourself. Yes, yes, yes. And and, and usually has a couple uh, nice things to say on the way through, (laughs) or not nice things. Um, so, <laughs> okay, back to the news. Um, I'm, I'm at, by the way, there's a trade there, and the, well, what's going on with Trump and this whole medical deal, Jordan? I, you, you probably understand the med stuff better than we do, but it sounds like technically, I guess his viral load is decreasing. So his doctor claims that he's no longer; it's not replicating itself in the body, so he shouldn't theoretically be contagious. So, but I think Trump is misinterpreting that by saying he no longer has it. He, unless he tests negative, he still has yeah. it. It's just not replicating. And, and what, I at imagine what point they're do you think giving the him antibodies, tests, right? the fake antibodies he's taking is, you know, maybe disguising that. I think the biggest thing is that I mean, he probably still has it. I I think it's pretty irresponsible that he's. You know, going out in public right now, it, it, it's. Um, I mean, he was a balcony away. We, we from know the that people. he does. Yeah, he just does what he wants to do, right? And so, like, he gets something in his head, and that's what he'll justify. Um, he'll justify his position on something. So it's it's what he does. And and there's a trade there's a trade there, but I think the trade is less on that and more on the Dr. Fauci inclusion in the. Trump campaign commercial um, that is being, and again, we're this is a totally apolitical show, but I think generally the world has come down on Trump for 
because Fauci basically came out and said, I'm being misinterpreted, misconstrued. I never, I don't validate any politician. I would like, he actually came out just now and said he wants to be removed. He thinks the commercial should be taken down. Mm. And so that media story backfired mm. on the Trump campaign. And so really this is just what appears to be another big misstep of the campaign, which what's the trade for me? Guys, if you haven't seen our two episodes, we have them on the, o we call it the OG channel, which is just dumbmoney.youtube.com slash dumbmoney.com forward slash dumb money. Not dumb money live, but dumb money. We have a Biden special and a Trump special, 15 minute episodes, all of our Biden stocks, all of our Trump stocks. All I'm doing is buying more Biden stocks every time I see another misstep. But there is something that the Trump campaign has going for it. I don't know if you guys saw it this weekend. Had, did you see what the number one trending movie is on iTunes right now? Have you seen no, it? I missed that. What is it? Number one trending movie on iTunes is a movie called The Trump Card. Okay? And it is a pro-Trump movie. And it is smack... It's, I think it's top trending on Amazon. Top trending on... Uh, on... Uh, iTunes and honestly it could have a big impact it could have a big impact because it's it's like the whole world is like looking at this movie tile and so it says who knows how many people it says it's a documentary is Trump it a documentary party. what do we know about this it says uh a have specter is it, haunting America the no. specter of socialism at first glance it seems incredible 20th century is seen as a century in which capitalism defeated socialism socialist regimes like who produced this? Um, it's the same guy that produced the anti-Hillary uh, Clinton movie and one other. He basically, it's their political, two, two big political movies. They're both kind of right-wing uh, movies. Um, but listen, I mean, it's, it's, we have a few weeks to election and this is the top trending movie right now on iTunes. And listen, if you're trading this market like I am, based on who's going to win the election, because that's really the bulk of what I'm doing every day right now. In addition to trading a little bit of Crocs, a little bit of, you know, propane stuff like that. Like you have to pay attention to all this yeah, stuff. I missed it. Like, I, I don't know. If this, so this, this, um, the, the guy who narrates it is also the director, uh, one of the directors, one of the screenwriters, one of the producers, and his other credits are the, um, Obama's America 2016 movie, uh, Hillary's America, The Secret History of the Democratic Party, uh, Death of a Nation, which has a picture of, uh, looks like, uh, uh, what's his name? Abraham Lincoln, or a, a lookalike. And then um, just America, Imagine the World Without Her. These are all like um, very politically inspired titles and thumbnails. Can't show yes, and by the way, this guy is printing so much cash making these movies. Oh, like, I'm sure it's insane. Like, like it's the biggest no-brainer thing in the world than to, to make one of these movies and put it out four weeks before the election. We know a little about Such that. We've, a no we've looked into producing a movie, you know, straight to Netflix or straight to you know, we all we both wanted to be Hollywood producers back in the day. That was kind of our our thing. It's the reason we lived in uh, Hollywood for a while, for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer. You make a you yeah, make a ton it, of money with these direct-to-streaming releases, and in a hypercharged time like now, to have 
to have the Trump card come out, that's that guy's gonna do a. It's good it's business. gonna do it's doing well. A lot of, doing really a lot well. of five dollar rentals there. By the way, let me just tell everyone the everyone a few people are asking for my cart. You as you know, I spoke to Carter a bunch of Carter stores uh, and taped those conversations, and we are going to share those in a standalone. Uh, social signals episode coming soon in the next week to two weeks. Uh, actually, we probably need to get that out next week because Carter's earnings are coming out. Uh, but we'll get that out uh, in a standalone episode on the OG channel, the Dumb Money channel. So stay tuned, guys. We're working on that edit. Um, but yeah, that's my trade, man. That's my trade on the Trump stuff that happened this weekend. I'm following it closely, and I, I'm looking at the polls, and I follow. You know, do you, do you follow five thirty eight? Jordan, Dave. I don't. I don't follow it, but Nate it's, Silver. I mean, I, I have so many tweets that I halfway follow. It's it's in my follow list, but it's not my alerts list. I'm on it like probably three day, three times a day, just kind of looking at any new polling that's coming out because he's essentially a polling aggregator and he analyzes all the polls. Uh, listen, he missed it in 2016. Got a got a lot of crap from the world for for missing it, but he said it was you know 70 percent chance Hillary's going to win. I mean, sort of thirty percent chance Trump was going to win, and Trump did win. Uh, now I think he's at like an eighty percent over, over eighty percent. He's thinking it might be up to ninety percent soon uh, that uh, Biden would win this election, and I think they're above an eighty percent chance that the Democrats would take all three houses, including the Senate. And if that happens. Again, this is an apolitical show, but there are numerous trades that is going to impact in a mega, mega way. Uh, and man, gosh, that would be a huge positive for these ammo stocks uh, going into the election. Because if they control all three houses, you can be sure they're going to be tightening restrictions on gun ownership, or at least people will be concerned about that. And what will they buy more of? Ammo. Buy more ammo. So, um... The prediction markets, uh, at least on predictit.org, where you can bet on outcomes of things like this. Uh, the presidential election winner right now is uh, Biden bidding 66 cents, Trump bidding 40 cents. Yeah. The, uh, let's see, there's, I mean, you can bet on just about everything. I, you know what I like, guys? It's for me, it's less about the poll. It's more about the change in the poll. So like if, if Dave shows me his prediction market, I don't really trust the prediction market. But what I am paying attention to is does the prediction market show something different tomorrow than it does today? And if it edges one way or the other, that just is going to add to my conviction level that it's moving that direction. So while I don't necessarily uh, trust, you know, Nate Silver's prediction of the election and Quite honestly, all he really does is tell you the chance that polls are wrong. That's what he claims, not right. Uh, but you can see it moving in one direction or the other direction. And I think that is pretty powerful um, just to be able to see the movement day to day. Uh, and if you look at the Senate, uh, betting on the Senate races last 90 days as a chart, um, the... The question is, uh, will Democrats win the White House, Senate, and House in 2020? It's currently uh, 59 cents yes. And if you look at the chart, you can see that it went down. You probably won't be able to see, but it went down for a while. It's kind of like in this range, but then it's gone up here in the in the last uh, few 
go, you know, since about October 2nd, it's just been substantially higher than it was before. These are just the prediction markets. People who are willing to bet up to $800 or something, there's a limit on it so that you can't like flood the system with uh, trying to just move the market. Um, people are asking us to talk about Duncan. I'm not prepared to do that. I have quite honestly not paid enough attention to Duncan since our episode in terms of tracking and seeing, you know, the, the continued impact of that Charlie promotion guys. So I'll have to take a look. We'll probably discuss Duncan on our next, you know, our next episode or we'll discuss it on Wednesday. Brandon just Sorry. said that Disney after hours is, uh, a rocket it's ship. Up 5%. icon. percent. Yeah, it's at 5%. 5%? I yeah. pull up after hours. Why? Yeah. Because they're they, like reorging re their... I don't know. Basically, Dun I don't know. Disney was going to be on my list of stocks to stay away from because uh, one of the other headlines that I saw this weekend is U.S. reporting more than 50,000 COVID cases for the fourth straight day. Uh, that's... The first time we haven't seen in uh, four days of uh, that kind of numbers in the last two months. And we have the holidays and cold weather approaching. They're saying that deaths could hit 233,000 by the end of the month. Uh, and the World Health Organization is saying that worldwide, they're also at record highs. Um, Friday was a record high for cases. And that surpasses the record high the day before. So it's like... It's not trending well, uh, and so the stocks that I was going to stay away from are stocks like Disney, Booking.com, Marriott, Expedia. And you know what, Dave? You're thinking like I was thinking for the past three weeks, which got me murdered on Booking.com. And I got out of Booking.com. So you know what was, was nice about today? Guys, if you don't know, I had a $3.5 million short on Booking.com that lost me about $300,000. But today... I joyously pulled up a um, chart on booking dot a quote on booking dot com and saw that it was up twenty seven dollars and I didn't lose any money, which that would have cost me fifty four thousand dollars if I'd said it. So I'm, finally, I have a day when I'm not losing money on booking dot com, but I desperately want to get back into that trade. I so want to get back into it, and I almost when I look at this Disney trade and part of the, what just happened with Disney. So they they announced a major reorg right after hours, and they're basically saying now that the focus of entertainment is going to be digital. Well. Welcome, welcome to the world, Disney. I mean, like, obviously. But I almost think, is that is that a precursor to stuff is really, really, really bad, like, in every area of Disney besides digital? It couldn't be good like, for is that any like of their the real-world situations, from, from parks yeah, to I, I, movie I, production. To, to what they make off of, quite honestly... Uh, to what they make off of movie theater, you know, their, their money they make off of regular distribution. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm at Disney right now, you're, they're just bleeding. They're bleeding and they're just thinking, you know what? This is going to be a really, really rough fall, rough fall and winter. And maybe they're thinking, you know, screw this. We're just going to go direct to TV, direct to Disney Plus with everything, and we're going to charge 45 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Maybe I wish they would come up with a really awesome tiered system where the first, as a shareholder, yeah. right? Uh, where the first day is maybe $75. Opening weekend is uh, super high, and then it just 
and then immediately goes mm-hmm. down. Like right after opening weekend, that Monday, it knocks down to 60 bucks and stays there for a week. And then it knocks down to like 50 and then 40. And if you just wait like three weeks, it's down to like 30, 35, yeah, whatever it is. Kind of but like you just have own, this tier. You know, buy, buy it kind of pricing. And then it goes down to the rental markets after you wait enough time. It could, it could go, it could yeah. drop from 70 to $5 over the course of two months, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, love that Yeah, then eventually model. it just shows up in the content, right? To where, like, if it's, you know, about, like, six months old, what? Then it just shows yeah. up, right? Because they spend all um, of their money marketing I, movies for opening weekend in the theatrical release in the right. old-school Hollywood way of doing things. And so it doesn't really make sense because the theatrical release is no longer the big release. So why not just have it have it come out at a high price point at home and then have a predictable price that you can decide how into the movie you are. There are movies that I would definitely want to see opening weekend, pay $70 for. And then there's movies that I'm like... Top Gun. I'm paying 70 bucks. I, I would I'll eventually like to see, to see Top Gun right yeah, now. Well, I would pay... Jordan, you would pay $70 to, for your whole family to watch a kid's movie opening weekend. You know why? That's exactly that's less than you probably would pay to take them all to the theater and buy popcorn. You can see that movie in your home with popcorn at 70 bucks. You're probably saving a little bit of money. Yeah. Tiny bit. Twelve dollar bag of popcorn and an eight dollar bag yeah. of M&Ms. <laughs> so maybe it's 60 bucks, right? Maybe and I'd rather 70. watch it at home, to be honest with you. I, I've never liked going to a theater. Wow, especially yeah. now. So, so it's always, always grosses me out the carpet. Like, the, who carpets the? The only theater? thing that I Ugh, like about like the movie theater experience green. is, and I haven't been to a movie theater in how long, even even pre pandemic. But it's there's something about seeing a movie with community like of other people who are into the movie and having a little bit of like a live studio audience kind of feel for certain movies. I don't want to okay. hear other people's comments and like them laughing. Like, First of all, Jordan, I love the carpet on the movie theater. <laughs> Dave loves it because he's a sound guy, and he it would it would sound terrible unless they carpet. But I love. No, I mean it I've got I a carpet, carpet in my theater, but like I, I there's seven there's like four people that use it, not like Dave, you know Jordan, thousands. If you don't have carpet, the floors are all sticky, and your feet are sticking to the floors. Can I? By yeah, the way, but you can, can mop you it. You can mop concrete. It, they usually have carpet in the matter. aisles and concrete the between the seats. Okay, can I just tell the greatest Dave Hansen story of all time? I'm gonna oh, try. To, I'm gonna try to remember <laughs> it as it happened, to the best of my ability right now. Speaking of movie Is this theaters, Back to the Future Two that you're about to I, talk about. Wait, back which to the one? Future Two. No, I don't remember what movie it was. Is that the movie that back it was? Back to the Future Two at Highland Park we Village the Theater. theater. Okay, we were in the yes, we were yes. in the movie theater. Is this when we were kids? How old were we? Um, that movie came out kids? in '89, so we were teenagers. Okay, 1989. We're in the movie theater, right? And the movie starts, right? And there was a glitch on the screen. There was like, was it? Am I saying this correct, Dave? There was, was a, a something there on were, the screen, there was, right? Yes, yeah, some some object that. Upon further inspection, I determined to be a wad of gummy bears stuck to the screen, <laughs> right, right in a like not off to the edge, but right in a prime area of the movie. Full movie theater, full movie theater. Dave Hansen in a full movie theater after like ten or fifteen minutes into the movie, fifteen minutes into the movie, stands up, and of course. 
Dave would only sit in the dead center seat of the movie theater. He would count the seats and he'd be in the dead center because everything has to be perfect. Perfect, right? perfect about back, perfect. Perfect, perfect from side to side. So you're dead centered for an important movie like Back to the Future 2. Yes. And, you know, it's his favorite days. Back to the Future is his favorite movie of all time. He stands up addresses the entire movie, all the people in the theater, and says, there's crap on the screen, and they need to stop the movie, right? Stop the movie, now! And you know what happens? The movie theater goes silent. I'm sitting next to him, stunned, (laughs) stunned, stunned, okay? I'm like, what? Because Dave doesn't normally do stuff like that, ever, ever. And so the movie keeps playing for about two minutes, okay? Two minutes later, the movie stops, the lights come on, a guy, a guy comes down with a ladder, right? A ladder <laughs> and a brush, climbs up the screen, climbs. I just got a text from my wife. She said to stop screaming because the kids are still in school downstairs doing virtual school. Okay, so I got to talk well. <clears throat> climbs up the screen and takes, I don't know, the gummy bear off the screen and ready for this? They replay start the movie from the beginning now. You, you left out that I before like, I made the public address announcement to the entire audience, I actually left the theater, talked to the manager, and demanded that they not only refund all of, <laughs> refund the entire audience, which they didn't do. I think they refunded our little group's tickets, but they must stop the movie and start it over from the beginning. And I was like 15 years old. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so then, knowing knowing that they were going to do it, I marched back into the, th- into the theater, and that's when I made my proclamation that there's stuff on the screen, and they won't stop the movie. And then I sat down, and they, they finally did. <laughs> they stopped the movie for Dave. <laughs> but everybody had to rewatch the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie after that. In, in a movie and like Back to the Future, it, it sets up so much. It was the first time I had seen the movie. And if you watch Back to the Future 1, you know how much there was in the beginning of the movie that if you missed even a line, you would you would not appreciate what's to come. And Did all you get I dirty looks thinking, from, the, uh, from, the, from the other I'm patrons? I'm pretty sure everyone is on my side with this one. Oh, my God. People were so... They were so shocked that he had the balls <laughs> to do that. But all I thought of was the only other person that I know in the world that would do that is George Costanza in Seinfeld. That's it. Like, could you see George being like, babe, there's crap on the screen. And they was not the movie. Like, that's the only person that would do it. Larry David himself. Of I course. mean, I I was an but, early I was early to the party of being a uh, Seinfeld cast member with that one. <laughs> yes, yes. Great anyway, story. Thanks for sharing. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure our audience loved well, it. Oh look, they did. This... <laughs> Bravo, Dave. I'll go back and read all of these uh, things that I that I missed. Up after hours. <laughs> oh man. Do we have more? Do we have more uh, news headlines we need to get through? I feel like. We should we should wrap up, but I did have other ones that that yes. I think we should probably talk about. Just quick headlines. Uh, anything to trade? I, I don't have any on this one, but the presidential debate being canceled. Uh, the presidential debate being being canceled, I think, is another uh, for me at least another thing that is in the is in the, a positive for the Biden campaign or Biden election trades because it's one less risk on the table yeah. that you know because Trump could come out and destroy mm-hmm. Biden in a campaign and then we could see this huge 
rush back to the Trump side. And then I'd have to, like, of course, sell my Biden stocks and buy all my Trump stocks. So that would be a hassle. It's what it's what the but, <laughs> political media call the calls the uh, October surprise that they always expect to have happen. Something always happens that yeah. shifts sentiment at the last minute. Yes. Um, are they going to have a third debate, though? How's that happen? Was like the there third was a third debate on? scheduled, and they have not yet announced what's going to happen with it. So the debates... Uh, there were supposed to be four debates total, three for the president, one for the vice president. And uh, the, so we know that the first one happened and it was just absolutely amazing to watch. If you like these debates are terrible. <laughs> I, I can't yeah. even watch. I them. love I loved it, dude. I loved it. Do you, it was, do you love it? Do you love it? I, I loved it, man. I, I know. just don't think we're getting any content out of it. We're just getting grandstanding and it's it's annoying. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean it is, but what you know, what can you? Uh... So we don't we don't know what's going to happen with the third debate. I'm hoping we get to see another debate, but uh, I and I'm sure it will be a different format. They just really need to invent a button that just turns a microphone off. Look, it's I, look, not it's that really easy hard. to do. Like you can cut mics like every. Yeah, see, that um, was easy. That was easy. Cut mics. Uh, can we just? I mean, if I, if I don't just, like what Chris I is saying, the virtual debate was going to solve it, right? Because if you did the virtual debate, um, it's way easier to just mute somebody because then you don't get you know their bleed over into the other microphone um and you just completely ignore them just shut them down like yeah the camera's I, not I there the mic's not there because what we've seen happen they should just realize that you know th these candidates are not capable of following the rules and so we're just going to put a clock on the screen when we say you have two minutes uninterrupted we'll just put a clock on the screen and tick backwards and as soon as it gets to zero your mic turns off right I, we don't care if you finish your thought just you you the rules are two minutes and now you're muted i think that's a, i think that's a great idea um by the way people are asking about a few different things i just want to touch on someone's talking about nautilus nautilus would have been the trade of the summer uh did not invest in nautilus um i think they will continue to do really well only because if you study the uh fitness market short term you cannot buy weights. You cannot buy any of this stuff. So Nautilus is going to continue to sell out everything they can make probably. I would say from now till probably spring. Um, I, the thing that worries me about Nautilus is you can make a case that Peloton is going to not just survive but really thrive post-pandemic. And if I look at Nautilus, I see Nautilus as a company that potentially could get slaughtered post-pandemic. Um, if you know, I, I'm really worried about. It. Quite honestly, it's a company that I would be looking to short heavily at some point in the next six to nine months. I don't know when. You're talking uh, about Nautilus. It. What? You're talking yeah, about shorting they, you know, Nautilus. Man, that is no. A long I'm not though, shorting them, like and I wouldn't short them now. Two bucks I think to twenty-one dollars. Oh my gosh. I think it. I think there will be a point when we think the pandemic is coming to a close that I think Nautilus is going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, yeah. I yeah. that's pre-pandemic. So pre I, I just I'm pulled just up not. a uh, what is this a five-year chart, and it was not looking good for them. But then they just had this like complete ski ramp. Again, guys, if you were in uh, if you were in the business of selling fitness anything right now, you're just cr you're crushing it. You're totally totally crushing it, right? So uh, this is a company that was trading at a buck fifty a share. Now it's at twenty-one. Again, we're talking about a a 14, 15 X move, maybe one of the biggest moves of the pandemic. Uh, and I think it's a stock that has, is that has potential to get crushed on 
you know, when we're coming to a close. So any thoughts on uh, guys, the, I told you, I'll, I'll, the uh, gambling stocks now that the NFL is moving schedules around and continuing to not play as well as the NBA did? Um, it's, it's really hard to make a firm call on that, but I sold off some of my Penn National uh, hoping to buy it back once we get more certainty around the degree that, that this uh, virus is going to impact sports. Um, if it looks like we're going to get through the entire sports season, I think that's a pot net positive for Penn, and I'll, I'll get back into it. But right now, um, I kind of pulled out of about half of my of my Penn position, and I'm also pulled back on my GAN position uh, as well. Um, guys, I've told you, we'll, we'll put the Carter's channel check calls in a standalone episode, and I already talked about the calls last episode. They went very well. Um, I think Carter's is looking at a pretty nice quarter here. So, you know, I did invest in Carter's, even though I don't believe in the actual uh, pen. You know, I don't believe in the baby pregnancy boom thesis. Yeah, it's just uh, e-commerce that they're, uh, they're yeah. doing well with their e-commerce business. Correct. One, one more um, news story that I'm excited about. It's Amazon Prime Day. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. And, Flip like, honestly, Dave... Uh, I am so upset. I so badly wanted to buy more Amazon in the last few days. And I've been so busy with so many other trades, I just kind of forgot. And I'm like, oh, I'll get it tomorrow. This morning I was going to get more. I was like, oh, well. And now here we are now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's just, it's frustrating. It's, it's really frustrating. I think we'll see how Amazon Prime Day does. It's a weird time of the year for it. Amazon is my There's biggest not as much single holding. I think it's a great time right. of the year for it because it is. It's right before the holidays. This is this is the new Black Friday. Nobody's going to go out and line up and beat each other over the head for a flat screen TV this year. They're going to just do it all on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon should have a strong quarter. I just I wish I had more. I got my thousand share core position of Amazon, which sounds like it's a lot. Thousand shares is a lot, but I want two thousand. And you know how I do it. I normally will buy options to double down on Amazon. For certain periods, yeah. you know, earlier this year, I had what 4,000, 5,000 shares through options. And like, I really want to own more Amazon right now. And it's just, it's killing me. Should have done it yesterday. Not to own more. And I might. 5% today, almost. Uh, it's crazy. What, what a mean, day. Uh, Friday. What is, what? I don't even understand Prime Day. I've never bought anything extra on Prime Day. It seems like they just discount a bunch of spare things. Like, is that what it's it is? It's a sale for uh, Prime members only. That's how it's Prime Day. Yeah. And the biggest savings are going to be in the stuff that app that Amazon makes, like the you know, Alexa and the Ring doorbells and uh, Fire Sticks and that sort of thing, because they have control mm -hmm. over the margins. But then there's a bunch of other yeah. stuff that ends up having these flash sales, and it's just a it's a huge sale opportunity. And here's my strategy because I've I've missed it do several you, years, right? I've missed out. Do you buy things on Prime Day? Oh, absolutely. Things. Not oh, really? things okay. that I don't want anyway, but I kind of know that things like camera memory cards are going to be on sale mm. and chargers and just think like accessories and things that I know I need. There's a camera lens that yeah. I would love to see on sale. There's a new camera body that I would love to have on sale. So I put all of these things in my shopping cart and do save for later. And then at the top of your shopping cart, it tells you, here's a list of all the price changes. It does that year round. That's not just a Prime Day thing. It basically, if you have something in your cart and the price changes, it says, we want to let you know that the price either went up or went down on these seven items. 
But that's my yeah. way of like bookmarking all the things that I want to buy or that I would buy. So you just put them in your price. cart. Just put it in my cart. Yeah, you just put them in your cart and save for later. Yeah, yeah. Save for later, and I have. Uh, yeah. There's like a thousand items in my cart because I do it every year, and then I never go through and clear <laughs> it out. But so this year I I'm hoping I for some some good electronics, and we have Apple. So there's so much. We have Apple Day. We have Amazon Day. I mean, I think that um, other retailers that jump on the kind of Prime Day bandwagon are going to do well too. Everybody kind of has a sale to compete with Amazon right now. So you have Walmart and Targets and, and those kind of stores that are doing their online Black Friday early kind of sales. Um, I want to remind people, uh, Duzan Milko is asking us if we think Cloudflare is overvalued. Again, we don't do valuations here at Dumb Money. We don't. We, we try not to even really look too much at stock price. Uh, or valuations, we're just looking at information and whether or not that information can move a stock and the degree to which the market has already, uh, you know, digested that information. So as we call it social arb investing. So we're not fundamental analysts. We're not technical traders. Uh, we don't really focus on whether something's over or undervalued, right? Like you can make a claim that Amazon has been overvalued for a long time, has been so many other stocks, right? Like Peloton or whatever. But we try to we try to stay out of that game. It's just not part of our core methodology. Um, people are asking about uh, oh, guys, they said any idea about lumber stocks? We had a whole uh, lumber stocks. We had a whole episode about lumber stocks, guys. Uh, we think lumber is set to benefit from a Biden administration because there's likely to be massive government subsidization of construction and home building, especially cheap homes, that we think will be a net positive for lumber stocks uh, and home builders that we talked about. Watch that episode on the original Dumb Money channel on YouTube if you haven't yet. Uh, Tesla, again, that Jordan, oh, Max Power says Jordan looks at valuations Tesla. Okay, Jordan does sometimes. And we all, listen, we by the way, well, you I have like to, to somewhat like you have to, you have to make sure that it's not just totally ridiculous, right? Well, I mean, to a certain to a certain extent, like these things are going to fluctuate. It's not an exact science, but you can look yeah. at something and say like, this is not what I want to be in because I, I just I, think yeah, it's gone too far. Yeah, and and by the way, a lot of times valuations will help us understand or change in valuation or change in price will help us understand the degree to which the market is appreciating information, right? Or not appreciating information. So if you have a stock, you know, a rocket and the valuation spun out of control, that's just one, that's one aspect of maybe the market is seeing what we're seeing, if we can find the narrative there as well, uh, in terms of why they're buying up that stock. Again, rocket, same thing, guys. I'm not trading rocket right now. Uh, I don't, not long, not short. Uh, I, we, can only, we can't focus on 200 different stocks and we don't try to right we, we we just because we don't focus on a stock doesn't mean that it's not an amazing trade by the way i want to talk to both of you guys about something i really regret uh back when we were talking about chewy earlier in uh you know may whenever that was okay we thought chewy had kind of gotten ahead of itself but why didn't we buy any of the other pet insurance stocks there were like there's like six or seven other pet stocks do you realize almost every one of those pet stocks have like quadrupled over the past five months? Quadrupled, guys. It's insane. We know this trend. This trend, anything related sense. to pets. Yeah, it's yeah. it's, and that's why it's one honestly, of those things. Right, it's, it's, now, it makes sense. But company too. Is there is there a point like 
the information edge on that is like, yeah, obviously the everyone who has right. a pet and is stuck at home is going to buy more stuff for their pets. I do it. Everyone does it. But it's we, like we should have we should think, have just gone the, deeper into the pet trade earlier this year yeah. uh, or like earlier this summer. But we we did we didn't we missed that one. Um, Ocean Spray, there's no trade there, guys. Ocean Trade, Ocean Spray is a co-op. It's owned by like all seventy percent of all the cranberry farmers. Like collectively own, I think they have like a weird e-liquid preferred shares trading on the stock market, but it doesn't even trade. So I'm not even discussing it or looking at it. But they have a deal with like Pepsi as a distributor, and I don't think it moves the needle for them. But yeah, Ocean Spray, if you haven't seen it, huge TikTok trend uh, we talked about last week. Oh boy, what else, guys? A uh, Sonos. People keep talking about Sonos. So, man, I so love Sonos. I just don't. I can't buy the stock because I, they don't have any recurring revenue. They just have to sell more speakers, right? And I've yeah. got Sonos speakers that I've had in my house for like seven years. I love them. I love every single Sonos product that I own. But like, they just—it's like a one-time buy, and then the stuff lasts forever. So I don't. There's just some too controversy, good. though, about how they were trying to turn in some uh, reoccurring revenue by disabling some of the older products. Wasn't that well? And they were gonna, what they were trying to do? Yeah. Well, so that basically, and it's, it's still going on because they've got two apps, right? So they've got the S1 app, which is your original app. They've got an S2 app, and if you have old equipment, you can't use the S2 app. So they're going to start limiting features for some of the older products, which I think is kind of janky. Um, but what they were doing was they were going to try to give you. Um, a way to turn in your old equipment, so you could trade in your old equipment and get like you know a certain percentage off on some of the new um, speakers, new um, home theater stuff, um, which I thought was actually really cool. I've thought about doing it. I'm just too lazy, and I'm like, it, it's great. I don't do. I don't need new features. I just listen to Spotify on yeah, what it. Is, right? What does so, the new version of the app do that the old one doesn't do? I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure I only have the old version because I haven't bought a Sonos product yeah. since I built my house, but. Flip your mic. Sorry. Yeah. But there I mean, was I a point this I just summer. Don't know if there's a good trade there, except that maybe people are building out their, you know, stuff a little bit more now that they're at home. That would be the only trade that I would see. Jordan, I, wish... I did. Tr I did trade Sonos this summer for a small amount of time because of that. I had a lightning hit my near my house, I guess, and my it knocked out my old Sonos, completely fried it. So I had to buy a new Sonos system, and I couldn't. It was sold out. My audio guy couldn't buy them. I couldn't buy them on Amazon. And we, I had to wait like six weeks to get that. So I was like, I, that's an awesome sign. I did trade them. I don't know if that's still going on. Uh, kind of I'm out of that out. trade. Um, yeah, I just don't I don't see any reason to buy them. The stock has, buy the speakers, though. They're great speakers. Stock has doubled uh, since May. More than double. <clears throat> uh, I know people, no one is talking uh, about this SE, this company. Uh, I, guess, I guess SE is an ADR for C Limited, which trades, I think it's like, was like the Amazon of South Korea. Uh, I've been in it all summer. It's a community trade, but I, I don't want to talk about it. So I just, I don't even know. I don't know nearly as much about that stock as people in the dumb money community. And if you really want, to get educated, I'd recommend just going on our Discord channel, uh, which is, you know, Discord, I don't know, dot com, dumb money right no, there. Is that not, how you get to it? Dumbmoney.tv. Dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. Just dumbmoney.tv. Yeah. There's a list of all the places where you can follow us and c communicate with us. And 
we now have uh, a subreddit too. Uh, it's not really. Uh, I I, I oh. set up some branding on it. It's a brand new one. If you if you're a member of the old subreddit, which was uh, dumb underscore money, uh, there there are only a few like hundred members on there and no conversation at all. But the new one, we got subreddit dumb money, one word. So I'm thinking um, actually for the, our next ask us anything, we might have people ask questions there because that way, as people ask them. Other people can say, oh, that's a good question and upvote it so that all the good questions go to the top so that we can answer the questions that people are most interested in seeing. Because the last time we did an Ask Us Anything, trying to follow that scroll and just like keep your place while other things keep flowing in was, it was very difficult. And we were just randomly asking, you know, answering questions as we happen to notice them. So I think that we'll try yeah. to do that. Yeah, and there's a couple other stocks people are asking about. I, I, I do want to talk about them, but I'm not going to talk about them today because it's a, it's a longer conversation. All I'll say is tune in. Um, you know, Obviously, we're doing Apple tomorrow. Come back uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll, uh, we're going to have uh, so a little bit more of a deep dive on a couple different um, uh, thesis that are related to a couple of the stocks you guys are talking about in the notes here. And we look forward to doing that. But uh, it's a beautiful day here in Dallas. It's like it's like seventy and just amazing. I'm gonna go for a walk. I got your uh, yeah, text I've been outside like nice. literally all day. Yeah, it's been yeah. Awesome. So and I think uh, guys, the market's closed. Maybe you guys should go for a walk as well. I think it's time. spend some time with your kids if you have them. Eat a good dinner and then spend the rest of the night studying. Uh, you know, looking for a social edge on Twitter, which is what I'll be doing. And hitting the like button and hitting the subscribe button and ringing the bell and subscribing everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch. If it if it if it's an online service, there's a good chance you're going to find us at Dumb Money TV on most of them. And like I said, uh, our new uh, subreddit community, you can join there, too. I don't think there's any requirements to join. I It was a private group. I just marked it public right before we went on. So uh, go say something. And that's it. All right. Thanks so much for watching. Right. We're Dumb Money. We will see you tomorrow for the very, very exciting Apple event live. Mm.